0: Hello and welcome back to the Irish Tennis Updates podcast. My name's Adam, your host. This week I'm chatting once again with Mark Finnegan and we're looking back at the end of the college tennis season over the last couple of weeks. We also look at some other goings on in, in Irish tennis at the moment, uh, including Summer League and also some tournaments coming up over the summer. I hope you enjoy this update and here we go. Here's Mark Finnegan. All right, Mark, a big thanks for coming back on. How are, you, how are things with you?
1: Doing well, Adam. I'm um, doing well, yeah. Just uh, looking forward to giving a final update here on, on on college tennis season. It's coming to the end of the year. We have all the national championships happening at the moment, so I'm going to be excited to tell everyone about some of the, the rewards some of the Irish tennis players received at the end of the year, and then also an update on, on how some of them have done in the national championships are doing in the national championships.
0: Yeah, great stuff, great stuff. Yeah, so as you say, the season is, is kind of, the regular season pretty much finished going into the, the final kind of stages. And, and again, as you say, we're looking back at how the players have, have done and, and kind of getting some players getting awards and stuff in their conferences, in their kind of regions, which is great to hear. Um, so I guess if you want to hop straight in um, and yeah, so we, we can hear about, about some of those players who, as you said, who, who did get some awards.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think we talked about this last year, Adam, is how uh, incredible is that Some people will have finished their season, um, you know, four weeks ago, um, Mm. when they might have lost in their conference uh, tournament championship, and that might have been the end of their year, and then other people uh, will be still going up all the way till the the end of around this time next week. Um, So sometimes people are actually playing an extra five weeks if they've done very well and they've reached the national championships, uh, so they're playing actually probably an extra five weeks of the year of tennis, which is great. And, you know, we had a few Irish make uh, the the national championships. We'll talk about them later, but let's go through the all-conference awards. We'll start on the girls' side. Uh, Again, for the second year running, uh, I believe, the girls, uh, Sol and Lola, um, had a great year. They played three and four, and they uh, got what's called all-conference honorable mention. And so both of them received the same honor. So this honor would actually be uh, a conference honor that basically... They would have, say, the best six players uh, in the conference, say, and it's usually typically about, you know, eight to 12 teams in a conference and would be recognized as the best players to have had the best records or played the highest in the lineup. And then what they would do is they'd have a list of then maybe six uh, other girls that would uh, have done excellent too as well. And but they weren't the top six. So they would have received an honorable mention. So um, an extremely good reward for the girls to get. Um, And again, two years in a row, which is great. Good consistency. Uh, And they continue to do really well there at Idaho State. And that team had an excellent year this year. Um, Now a player that's actually currently going still at the moment, uh, Georgia Drummy for Duke. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're actually playing quarterfinals tonight um, at 7 p.m., Uh, in American Eastern time, so it's going to be very late for us uh, in the evening. Um, But their team has made a run to the quarterfinals of of the NCAA tournament. They're the number ranked four team in the country. She's been playing two singles uh, majority of the time uh, through the season and uh, and I think one doubles. Uh, She's ranked 17, I believe, right now at the moment uh, and 14 in the singles and doubles rankings which means that she will also qualify once the team tournament is done for the individual NCA Division I singles and doubles championships. So you can be crowned a, a, a national champion as an individual in singles and doubles, or you can be crowned an, a, a team champion. So she's going to be still vying for all those three and would not be a great uh, achievement to be able to, to, to make a run in one of those tournaments.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: so, yeah, so they play t- t- tonight. They play NC State, North Carolina State University. Um, and so they'll be the favorite by a small, very narrow mar- margin going into that match. So best of luck, Georgia, in that. Um, you know, then we've got Jessica Lehman, who finished off her senior year. Uh, I know she's planning on using an extra, her extra year of eligibility to still stay in and start a master's. But she uh, was named second team all-conference uh, for her Presbyterian University. And uh, excellent achievement for Jessica. Jessica would have played uh, either one or two in the lineup all year. And, you know, if you're typically playing one or two in the lineup for your school and you have a reasonable record, there's a, a high likelihood you're going to be choose, chosen on one of the first or second teams. So, for example, if some conferences don't have second team all conferences, some have first, second and third. It just depends on how big your conference is. Right. So she would have been chosen second team all conference. Which would have meant that she wouldn't have been in the top six girls, but she would have been in the second tier of that second top six girls.
0: Okay. Um, so Wait, so is, yeah. is that is that similar? Before, is that similar then to kind of an honourable mention, which uh, the twins got earlier? Would that be sort of it
1: wouldn't be far off. It yes, because so again, you know, maybe Presbyterian's conference um, has more uh, teams in it, and okay. they choose to have a few more uh, um, all conference teams. And um, but uh, yeah, no, it would be very very comparable. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then we're moving on to, to Anna Botel, who had a great, uh, great year uh, for Rice, uh, and she was named first team singles all conference. So she had, even though uh, she would not have played number one or two in the lineup, I think she had a, obviously a fantastic year where she was actually able to to be on the Conference USA um, first team in singles. So that was a really, really good achievement. Um, and then Kira Tool from Sacred Heart, I think we'd mentioned her in the last podcast, she won a lot, and she did very well, um, and especially in doubles, so she was named to doubles all-conference first team. So they do have singles and doubles uh, all-conference teams, and you can be, uh, be honoured in one, or, or, or if not, both of those. Okay. Um, we now uh, then have Emily Conley. Emily Conley is with Indiana Wesleyan University talked a lot about their run last year. They made it all the way to the semifinals of the national championships in NAIA. And uh, that year, Emily was was playing three doubles and in and out of this, the lineup at six singles. Uh, their school is currently going to be in the quarterfinals today, or I think that might've even happened last night um, and, uh, of, the, of the NCAA championships down, or the NAIA championships down in Mobile. So best of luck to her and the team. They're always going to make good runs um, again, you know, there's one university in NAIA that's been very dominant. It's called Georgia Gwinnett. So typically, when universities uh, get to the point of reaching them, uh, it can be a really tough uh, opportunity to be able to beat them. Uh, Georgia Gwinnett and NAIA school would be would probably at a similar level to a top 25 Division One school. So they are a powerhouse in NAIA. Um, so lastly, and then which is which is a little bit more unique uh, on the girls' side. Uh, Georgia Lily Lynn Brown for St. Petersburg's College in Tampa, Florida, and um, had a fantastic end to the year, and, um, you know, in junior college, she's in a, a, in a two-year university where she'll be going on into a four-year university, so she's in her first of her two years there, and she uh, actually won what's called the national championships in her flight four, um, so she is actually a national champion when it comes to junior college, which is an incredible achievement, And um, there's a likelihood of her being named a Junior College All-American because of winning that uh, Flight 4 National Championship in singles. Now, to explain to everybody a little bit, the Junior College National Championships operates a little bit differently. What they do, which is is kind of fun and unique, is they actually put all of the number one players in Junior College for their teams that are of a certain ranking of the team in a bracket. And they all compete in like a, a regular, uh, regular open draw, and whoever finishes first in the draw and um, gets a certain amount of points for w- for getting to the final. And if you lose in the semifinals, you get a certain amount of points. Or if you lose first round of the round of sixteen, then you get a certain amount of points. And then what happens is all the ones play in the same flight, twos, threes, fours, fives, and sixes. Same with one, two, and three doubles. And then what they do is they calculate up all of the points of each player on their team to then determine who's the team champion. And okay. um, so, for, yeah. for example, is that uh, Gigi would have played flight four and won the national championship. So she would have earned a lot of points for the overall team and um, for her bracket. But unless her number one, two, three, five and six girls were very competitive, then the t- chances of them winning a team championship were probably pretty slim. Um, so it's a it's a very different way to do it. But it's a uh, it's 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 very unique, but it's also very more traditional of what a, a normal tennis tournament would look like.
0: No, it's a, it's a nice that's a nice nice way to do it, and it's nice to hear just the different ways that the different kind of divisions and the different you kind know, of levels do do it, and have a bit of variety in there is 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 cool. Uh, Absolutely, I mean, and yeah.
1: the, to give you an idea, Adam, the level of the flight one um of the junior college there, if you're making a semi-finals or even a quarter-finals of that, then you're going to be going on to be playing, you know, at a really good division one level school. So. You know, these top ju- junior college girls and guys that are, are reaching the national championship finals and semis, they're they're elite athletes. I mean, I know typically the best players are always top 100 ITF juniors because sometimes people have to go to junior college for a couple of different reasons. And, you know, academically sometimes can be a better, uh, better fit for people to start off with. And then also the second reason would be it's a little bit cheaper and the, the cost of attendance at a junior college can be a little bit more accessible
0: yeah yeah absolutely um, and maybe mark to move on to the guys to any, any kind of awards or, or finishing up the, the look at the season for the guys
1: yeah and i think the first one would be uh i guess before we go into the guys is, is dara glavin and um, they won a, a round in the first round of the nca championships this year so congratulations and right. um, so they are actually uh, made the round of 32 so in his first uh, first year as the assistant for miami so well done dara um, and then on the men's side Uh, Thomas Brennan who's been very consistent in Butler and has always been in that top two of the lineup. Uh, he got named first team all-conference again this year I believe he was first team all-conference again last year too as well Uh, he has finished now too as well I am not 100% sure if he's going to use his fifth year or not, Uh, we'll see about that Um, but uh, then we have Ushin Schaefer who he again similar to the same conference that the Twins are in he got an honourable mention um, for the University of Montana, and um, so he was on that conference team. So he, he played uh, some great tennis, uh, but he also won a really great award. So um, a lot of the time in universities, they will give awards to uh, their student athletes for the overall athletic department. Which, you know, you can you can be one of say you know three hundred to six hundred people in part of uh, the athletic department of all sports at your university. So it's, you know, these awards are not given lightly to people. So he actually received an award on the male side for being the overall best and overachieving person when it comes to academics and athletics for the whole department of Montana. So that's a really, really big deal because that means he's obviously done a fantastic job on and off the tennis court and he was recognized for that. So that's a well done to you, uh, Oshin, and an incredible achievement. And so, uh, yeah, just so just on, on that
0: one so the majority of these awards are kind of a, at a conference level that one would be at the, his university
1: would would have given that exactly, one exactly 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 yes and uh, and all of these players look I I don't know everybody maybe there was some people out there that did win some awards in in their in their universities that I haven't heard about um so I wouldn't have mentioned those but uh, his was that, his was mentioned uh, by by his coach and um, so, you know, it's obviously a really, really big deal. That's, that's, the, that's the number one award I think you can get at your university in the athletic department. So, um, so yeah, excellent job there from Ushin. He should be very proud of himself. And, um, you know, another one that I think uh, was has overachieved and has had a great experience over there, who's now done too as well, is uh, Fergus O'Rourke from Spring Hill College, uh, a D2 school. And, uh, you know, I think Fergus was at Lander um, and was not able to make the top six at Lander. Lander would have been um, an elite Division II uh, university, always top 10 in the rankings. And he actually transferred over uh, and had three years or two years of eligibility, cannot remember. But he just got named player of the year for his whole conference. So that means he was named the overall, like the most overachieving player, not just for his team, but for the overall, all of the teams in his conference. Yeah. So that's an incredible achievement from, from Fergus. Uh, And I know Fergus worked really hard on his Guinness tennis game over in America during the summers, along with doing some coaching too, as well. So uh, an amazing achievement from him and uh, something that he'll have for the rest of his life to know that, you know, he was conference player of the year. So um, uh, another good achievement there is Jonathan Garcia for Merrimack. Uh, He was named doubles second team, all conference. So well done to Jonathan. Um, and then we have, um, you know, Connor Gannon, who his team, actually, they played, the men's played yesterday. Uh, so his team was Tennessee. Uh, but Connor is uh, no longer with that team. So uh, he's not there. He's back in Ireland at the moment. Uh, but they just made the semifinals of the, of the national championship. And, um, and so, yeah, he is a big part of the, the, uh, of the success of that team, especially early on. He played a lot of those matches, too, as well. Um, so yeah, so on the men's side, that was it.
0: All right, good stuff, Mark. So I guess just to move on, maybe and touch on uh, summer league, which we have back for the first time since twenty nineteen, which is which is really really good to see. And I know it's we're two weeks in now. The kind of the third week is kind of in 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 the middle of the third week, um, of of the league. So it's great to have it back and see everyone get this all this kind of opportunity to to be competing against all the clubs again. Um, yeah. So uh, all of your kind of impressions back with uh, summer league first couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's been great to see so much participation of of the former pro players and college players. Uh, especially, I think Fitzwilliam have done a fantastic job of of of, of not just one, two teams. Uh, for example, like last week we played uh, Fitzwilliam two, and Fitzwilliam two had you know two Division one players playing one and two for them that weren't that recent. They're just recently graduated, uh, playing in their lineup of one and two singles. So. Uh, you know, Sam Barry obviously would probably be the strongest league player, and Julian Bradley right now at the moment would be next pros just off the circuit. But you know, I think it's really encouraging to see uh, the, the level and the standard of that Class One league go up and up. Um, and it's not a surprising and um, see fits there on the top of their of their Section A uh, with eight points, and then Templeogue actually being extremely competitive right behind them on eight points too as well, and always a dangerous Glenageary. Mm-hmm. Uh, who have a great team camaraderie there um, coming in third place at the moment. Uh, you know, Monkstown will be bolstered uh, with, with Conor Gannon now back, so he'll be back in the lineup. so hopefully he'll be playing league. Um, so I know their team will get stronger and stronger. And then, you know, legends like Owen Casey still playing for Donnybrook uh, and, uh, and a very, very deep Clontarf team too as well that are at the, at, the, at the bottom of the group right now at the moment. Uh, and then David Lloyd, you know, David Lloyd have got uh, a former top 500 player uh, playing number one singles for them. Uh, and then Nase, obviously my home club, has has got Julian Bradley and, and Paul Fitzgerald, a Division Two national champion. Uh, and uh, and then in second, and then we got your club, Greystones, right behind them. So that's going to be a, a matchup happening tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we then we've got Castlenock, Sutton and then Sandy Cove. They're in the four, five, and six spot there, too, as well. So, um, so you know, overall, like, those probably four teams that come out into the semis are going to be extremely competitive. And so, yeah, so it's good to see that. And then on the girls' side, always love the way the girls, you know, have um, just one section with six teams with five matches and then just a final. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Malahide, you know, it's been great to see – a lot of the Ulster players coming down to participate for Malahide has been brilliant. You know, there are one, two, three on the girls and the guys side are all players who are, who are who are coming down to compete for Malahide, which is great. That's what we want to see is, you know, even though this is the DLTC, it's it's the, it is the best National League in Ireland. So the fact that, you know, we give access to all of these players to, to compete on teams is just so, so important. Um, you know, David Lloyd, um, it'll be interesting to see if they get bolstered by a few extra players back. They're currently in second place. And um, Sutton are missing a few of their normal players that would play for them. But they're in third with Nason fourth Fort and then Fitz and Donny Brook fifth and sixth. So um, but everyone's bunched up pretty close there from the bottom team, three points to the top team, seven points. So a lot can change in the next um, next three fixtures. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I no, it'll be exciting to see that, and and as you say, it is just great to see you know former pros, former uh, college players, even some current college players like bringing up the very top level of this. But like I always think, it's nice to you kind know, of be aware that like across the LTC, it is you know it's one of the biggest you kind know, of leagues like across Europe in terms of participation, like the huge huge numbers across all the classes, and just great to see so many tennis matches being played kind of every weekend and and during the week um kind of in the evenings. So it's just, just great to see kind of all the clubs around the around the place, you'll see it. And it's it's uh, that's, that's kind of what's what's so great about these these you, you know, know these Adam
1: I, I talk to a lot of college coaches and they're actually very jealous that we have this. And um, and I tell them and I, I explain to them that it's the one of the healthiest things in, in Irish tennis and you know how uh, everybody I help I certainly say it's absolutely essential that you get part of a, a team and you play your league because and um, it's just not common in the rest of the world to have, you know, former college players and, and pro players and, and aspiring players all in the same groupings where they're competing for teams against each other. So we are very, very lucky that the DLTC do a phenomenal job with this. And uh, there's such a rich history and tradition. And, you know, we do need to try to somehow get back this um, after the match, you come and you have some tea and some coffee and some, uh, some sandwiches because that's another thing that, you know, I actually wished was part of college tennis was afterwards the teams dined with each other because, you know, I think this is an absolute a, a crucial part of, of what makes up a tennis player is being able to then walk into a room and be able to have, uh, have a conversation with the player that you just competed against with. And, and also it's great for networking networking too, for some of these younger players to meet some of these older players, hear their stories and stuff like that. So I know that's kind of gone away a little bit. Um and I'm hoping because of COVID that you know people will start bringing that back again because we don't want to lose that tradition.
0: Hopefully, I definitely would like to to see that. Um, and just just maybe to move on a little bit and, and touch on some some kind of people who are, are traveling around and, and playing some kind of across the junior tennis and also some futures tennis over the last few weeks. Um so firstly, just to mention Celine Simoniou, who I know we've been mentioning a, a bit recently, but is is still kind of on a, a great run of form. She's actually now moved into the top 100 in the ITF junior rankings, which is, which is a great achievement. And um, she's been playing tournaments quite a lot the last, last kind of month, uh, two months. Um, and uh, just in, in, in doubles in particular, she's had a lot of great success in the last few tournaments with kind of three straight finals um, winning two of those finals. Um, and on, on the single side as well, reaching quarterfinals and a couple of tight losses as well throughout there. But uh, Celine just in a, in a great, uh, kind of place at the moment with her, her tennis. Um, also, we've had um, some other players kind of playing junior tennis, uh, Simon Janssen, um, also Nathan Slattery have been been travelling around a bit and, and getting some wins un, under their belts. And, and Lucy Hogan as well has, has been doing great stuff, kind of coming through qualifying a few times and getting into main draws now herself. And, and obviously just a, a few weeks ago, she did. She also won a, a grade five event in, in Ghana and having good, good doubles runs as well is Lucy. Um, and then just to mention two more, firstly, Oscar O'Husheen, who has moved on a bit now and is, is kind of at the stage where he's getting into main draws on his own ranking now in, in futures. So kind of earlier in the year, he would have been qualifying every week and he did well, uh, kind of qualified quite a few times and was starting to win, win main draw matches. And now is uh, the last couple of weeks getting into draws on his own ranking. And um, he's moving very close to the top 1,000 now. So that'll be good to see Oscar break that mark, hopefully hopefully soon. And then also Simon Carr, um, who was out for a while with injuries, has now been back for a few weeks and actually this week is playing in Croatia and has, has won a couple of matches uh, and also in singles and in doubles. So having a good week uh, for Simon and hopefully he can keep that going um, moving into the summer as well. So, so obviously, as we say, good to see the tennis in Ireland, but then also all these players who are travelling abroad to, to get those opportunities to compete as well is, is always nice to see and, and follow and, and keep up with.
1: Well, it's great, Adam. Also, as well, that we got Davis Cup. We got coming up against Barbados here um, in at the, at the end of the summer, I believe. So, an absolutely huge opportunity for us. Um, and again, another thing that I think all our aspiring juniors and college players, you know, need to keep staying motivated to have that opportunity one day to be able to represent your country. And um, you know, we're 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 obviously a, a win against. Um, a, a win against there, I think it's going to put us in really good situation uh, Davis cup wise. And I know uh, Billie Jean cup is going to be happening in the middle of the summer, right around that Wimbledon period. So uh, I know we're going to have uh, a very competitive team again, where we, I think we did excellent last year. We just narrowly missed out on qualification. So that's really great. And, and then look a grace to hear that we've got these three, uh, uh, ITF junior events along with these tennis Europe's this summer, which is absolutely fantastic. Right. Adam. um, a record amount of, of ITFs this year, five going to be happening in Ireland. Let's get that number up. Let's get that up a number closer to 10 eventually in the next couple of years. Uh, and let's bring as many players into Ireland as we possibly can that are foreigners to play us on our home soil. So, um, you know, I, I'm big part of the, the, the second week of that ITF junior event. And what we're trying to do is, is, is hopefully, you know, have that under 18 Irish national event be part of that same and have those international players be in there in that draw too as well. So they, so it almost feels like you're playing two ITF junior tennis tournaments that week. So the players that lose earlier on in that main draw or the qualies, they get an opportunity to play more foreigners. And that's, that's just good for Irish tennis because, you know, we're playing the same players week in, week out. And that doesn't help us get better versions of ourselves. We need to be playing constantly different competition and an international competition to measure ourselves up against So.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. And, and good to see, obviously, the more opportunities you can get and you can kind of mix them in and, and make one week into kind of a, you know, a second event that week is, is great. So anyone who's looking to enter these events, definitely, definitely do and, and put yourself out there and hopefully you can play some, some good competitive tennis over the, over the summer in some of these international events.
1: Yeah, and, and, and another probably point I'd say is the World Tennis number is, is starting to gain a little bit more traction now. So um, now actually what I've seen is on the ITF Junior website, when you're entering into the draws and they actually include your world tennis number on there. So that means to me is I'm I'm probably going to be, I'm thinking that that's going to be a measuring stick I'd say in the future for how they decide where uh, you're placed in the qualifying draw, maybe after you don't have an ITF junior ranking. So um, I don't know that for certain, but I'm presuming that's probably going to be the case. So it looks like to me that world tennis ranking numbers is starting to gain a bit more traction. Obviously the UTR has been out there for a long, long time. So you know, again, Irish juniors, you know, don't play, don't chase the ranking game, the, the points game, you know, chase getting better, being a better version of yourself and that'll lead you to to reaching your goals and and, 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 and in, in life and tennis and everything. So um, yeah. So, yeah, so, thanks so much, Adam, for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: No, great, Yeah, Big thanks again, Mark. Obviously hearing about the college, tennis is always nice as we kind of come to the end of the season, um, but then also all this, this kind of tennis going on in Ireland and obviously moving into the summer is kind of the, you know, probably the, the best time of year for tennis here in Ireland so exciting times and uh, look forward to seeing it all unfold and, and seeing all the, the tennis that will all be played. Thanks again to Mark for his time with this episode uh, very best of luck to Georgia uh, in the NCAAs, uh overnight tonight uh, and everyone who's playing league over the next few weeks very best of luck enjoy until next time I've been Adam and goodbye.